I want to talk to you this morning about memories and dreams. I imagine we all have memories and I hope we've all had dreams before. This past week, my family went on vacation to Litchfield Beach in Polly's Island, South Carolina. That's the same spot that my family went and did their beach vacation every year when I was a kid. And one of the things I love to do when I'm down there is to take my kids to all the places that I went as a kid and regale them with stories about what it was like. And what do you think they do? Yes, and McKinney, at eight years old, is getting masterful at rolling her eyes at Daddy's reminiscing stories about the way the beach used to be. Now, one thing becomes very apparent to me as I'm there doing that. Those stories are just that. They're memories. The place where the house was that we stayed is still there. But the house is not. It's been torn down and a much larger one has been built in its place. Some of the restaurants and places that we used to go are no longer there or new restaurants have come in their place. And certainly a number of the people who used to be there in my memory simply aren't there anymore. So for me, it's all memory. Now it's still neat for me to go there and to see all the, the places that we used to be and to remember, but it causes my kids to roll their eyes. What are some of the places in your memory? Where do you go back to and remember the days that have gone by? With what stories do you regale your children and grandchildren with only to have them yawn and roll their eyes and play on their cell phone? Now let's shift over and talk about dreams for a second. Go back to when you were a little kid, five years old, eight years old, ten years old. What was your dream? What did you want to be? Where did you want to live? What kind of things did you want to have? If you'd asked me when I was five or eight or ten years old, I would have told you I wanted to be an astronaut. I was so committed to the idea of being an astronaut that during one Christmas break, I went to space camp. Wore the blue jumpsuit and everything. Am I an astronaut today? No. That dream, for me, didn't come to reality, although I, uh, as I will tell people, I like to think I'm living the dream right now. Ask me at the church how that's going. But we've all had dreams. For some of us, those dreams are fulfilled, and for others, as we 
grow older, the dream changes or molds. Or maybe the dream stayed the same and it just didn't become a reality. And that becomes a point of grief. Memories and dreams are so important, so crucial, and quite honestly, so unifying. Because while for each of us, our memories and our dreams are unique to who we are in our own story, I think it's safe to say that no matter who you are and when you lived and where you lived, that we all share that in common having memories and dreams. I thought about memories and dreams as I looked at the texts for this week. Lamentations is the account of the destruction of the holy city, of Jerusalem and the temple. We're given a front row seat to this devastation by the prophet Jeremiah. Now, the reading we had just a moment ago is one of the few bright, shining moments in that entire book. The rest of it is woe and sadness and grief and weeping. Imagine just for a moment sitting there on a hillside outside of Jerusalem and beholding with your eyes all the destruction Those who haven't been killed have been rounded up and are being marched out of Jerusalem, off to be slaves and and servants to the conquerors. The familiar buildings, the businesses, the government structures, the marketplaces that you shopped in, all of them are being ransacked and burned and torn to the ground. So too with that most domineering structure in the entire sweeping landscape that you're looking at, the temple. It's crumbling and falling and burning. The reality for Jeremiah and everyone of his time was that if you wanted to be sure beyond the shadow of a doubt that God was with you, you did two things. You stomped on the earth beneath your feet because that was the land of promise. And you looked up at the temple because that was the presence of God with you. And so imagine for just a moment that both of those things are being taken away. The land beneath your feet is disappearing with each footstep out of the land of promise and into, once again, a land of slavery. And that temple is fading from your view as it crumbles and burns. Literally everything that you have to rely on is being taken away. And so in that context, think about memories and dreams. 
the memories are literally crumbling and fading into the past. Stories that elicit more tears and weeping than they do fondness and smiles. But beyond simply just the stories of the past, the hopes and the dreams that went with that land of promise, that went with that temple that showed forth the presence of God, all of those burn and crumble away. It's a frightening existence to have your memories taken away and your dreams crumbled to where they're no more. This story repeats itself two times over in today's gospel reading. We're told of the story of a leader of the synagogue, Jairus, whose little daughter, a 12-year-old girl, we're told is sick and dying. Have you ever had a child who was sick, who wasn't doing well? It's a frightening proposition for parents. Traffic laws go out the window as you rush to get them to the doctor or the ER. A whole lot of bargaining goes on with God. You'll give up your very self if they'll be okay. You are frightful about losing the memories of holding that child in your arms for the first time. Of the first time they look at you or grab your finger or walk towards you or smile or laugh. But also the fear of dreams going away with the death of a child is very real. Because while we parents do our best to keep our dreams for our children in check, the reality is that when we have children, we have hopes and dreams for them. And so what happens with those hopes and those dreams and those memories for our children if our children die? And yet there's one more story. The story of a woman who for 12 long years suffered from a hemorrhage, bleeding that couldn't be explained or stopped, even though year after year she had given all she had to stopping this. Gone to everyone she could imagine to help stop this situation. And yet still it persisted. For her, her memories of being well and whole and in the community must have seemed like distant past memories. And her hopes and dreams of what her years ahead would look like crumbled and faded, just like Jairus' dreams for his daughter and just like Jeremiah looking at the temple falling. Because you see, in her culture... When you had 
blood that was persistently flowing that made you ritually unclean. And so as long as it was in that process, you couldn't get ritually clean and you couldn't be a part of the community. And so like Jeremiah and like Jairus, memories faded into the past and hopes and dreams crumbled. Maybe some of this resonates with you today. Maybe your own memories of what were are just that, past remembrances, times gone by, pictures in your mind that fade away slowly over time. Or maybe your hopes and your dreams for what is and what will be are up in the air, uncertain, seemingly unconnected to anything real. Maybe you remember days gone by, either here at church or in the Mount Holly community or in the country or in the world, and you look back fondly and smile at what was, but then get sad because what was is no more. Or maybe you're hoping and you're yearning and you're dreaming for something more, something different, something better. And that seems so far off in the distance and so unconnected to the reality now. Be it here at church, or again in Mount Holly, or in the country, or in the world. That those hopes and those dreams taste sour and bitter in your mouth rather than fresh and enlivening. Wherever you find yourself this day on the spectrum with memories and dreams, know that you don't sit there alone. If you ache and yearn for days gone by, you do not sit alone because you sit there with Jeremiah and Jairus and this woman in today's text. If you yearn for days ahead and something different and something new and something hopeful and something fresh, there too you do not sit alone because you sit with these saints whose story we hear. And so the song that Jeremiah sings, the song that Jairus hoped in, the song that enlivened this woman's ability to reach out and grab onto the cloak of Jesus, is your song too. Great is God's faithfulness. Morning by morning, God works to bring hope and wholeness and life and something good out of what oftentimes seems so bad. I can't escape that word, good. It ties us back to creation. 
where chaos swirled all around. And yet God looks. And God speaks. And out of chaos, God calls what is brought forth good. Out of difficulty and hardship, God rolling up God's sleeves and getting into the dirt and dust of earth, working and forming, God calls forth that which is good. All of creation, you and me, salvation, sustaining hope. God is constantly working in the midst of all of life's situations to bring forth good. It's the song that Jeremiah wrote while watching memories fade and dreams crumble. It's what empowered Jairus to run with all of his might to the Savior Jesus. It's what inspired this woman to reach out and grab the cloak of Jesus. And so this morning, wherever you find yourself, it is your song as well. Amen. Thank you.